0: Now, welcome to another inspiring edition of
1: Sound Insight with Dr. Tom Curran. Good morning. Welcome to Sound Insight. This is Tom Curran. It's great to be with you. I'm joined on this Faith and Family Friday by my lovely wife, Carrie. Hi, dear. Hey, Tom. Carrie, it's a new year. I, and this is, well, it still counts. We're within the first two weeks. And uh, I'm excited to be able to do with you a, a review of 2023. Like, how did, what was that all about? How did that go? And then talk about what's happening right now and doing a little bit of a looking forward into 2024. And I know you got a word for the year. I have a word. I'm not convinced about it yet, but well, remains to be seen. Okay. This and much more on Sound Insight. Hi, this is Dr. Tom Curran, and you know me as the host of Sound Insight. I am also letting folks know that as a realtor licensed in the state of Washington and in Idaho, I love serving Catholic families and others who are discerning a move for yourselves. It's much more than buying or selling a home. It's discerning a whole new life. If that's something that you would find uh, a help in, if I could be of service to you, please be in touch. You can find out more at drtomcurran.com, drtomcurran.com. Welcome back to the program. Let's begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we love you and thank you for the gift of our lives, for the gift of this new year, for the opportunity to live in 2024. Lord, we ask a blessing upon Ourselves upon all those who are listening and all our families, Lord, especially those members of our families who might be struggling in any dimension of their lives, Lord, we pray for family flourishing uh, in ourselves, in our marriages, in our families, and uh, and I, I know that there are a lot of grandmothers and grandfathers listening as well. Lord, I pray for their progeny, their their grandchildren, their legacy that. Uh, The blessings of faith might be handed on down through the generations. Lord, do a mighty work. Lord, may 2024 also be a year of signs and wonders and um, miraculous anointings and and moving in power. And we make this prayer in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, Carrie, how's the Brothers Karamazov? (laughs) It's long. <laughs> it's a long book. I got a big kick out of that. Was it Was it about a week ago? You, I, I, I saw on the like coffee table, The Confessions of St. Augustine and The Brothers Karamazov by Dostoevsky. I'm like, what is going on?
0: You know how I am. I have this great excitement and energy and vision for what I want for the new year. And then it slowly peters out.
1: Oh, I wasn't bringing it up because of that. I I was just excited. I I really liked it, and I I don't know. Do you know what was the what was the inspiring source for you to all of a sudden turn to books and and classics and say I'm gonna give over some of my time and energy to reading?
0: Well, I think I mentioned before a couple of different books that are out there about learning and growing as a person, and they were about reading more and taking in more books. And so it's just a basic understanding that if you want to grow your mind, you want to grow as a person. For me, it's going to happen through reading, not necessarily watching shows or listening to podcasts or hanging out with people. It's really through stretching my mind. So I think that's where it all came from. And then Mary Grace was here over Christmas and she got everybody books for their presents, And I picked up one of the books she loved. That she read this last year in school and that i think awakened in me a desire to go on uh there's a follower i follow and uh, she just recommends lots of different books and then people chime in about what they read this year and then there's this whole new movement of i don't know if you know about this tom there's this whole new movement of people belonging to book clubs now i know that's a thing prior to today but because of the ease at which people are not in real person and they're on social media, I think there's this more intentionality to get together, to be accountable to reading books so that it forces you to put your phone down or to get off of, um, other ways of entertainment. That was my sense from following a couple of different people that are starting book clubs around the nation. One's a Catholic one where like Catholic moms get together and so they just will literally send you i think it's 7 or 8 books for the whole year and you pay a subscription and you join this club and then you find a book group and the thing with zoom is now everything can happen online versus if you can't meet in person so it's not that you obviously we want to meet in person but that's a whole movement that started i don't remember the name of it and then i saw a couple other ones and I li- oh, yeah I was listening to another podcast and they talked about book reading, so then I thought, well, why don't I just read the longest book I can find?
1: <laughs> so you went to our bookshelf and you said, "Here's a big, thick book. I wonder if this one's any good." Yeah, there are
0: good things it, about it, but now I'm actually I'm reading it, but I'm also you can it's listen a heavy
1: lift well, Russian literature. Well, from the- I
0: didn't know that it was such a oof. heavy lift, and all of the uh, classics you can listen to pretty much. They're all read online and they're free audiobooks, I guess. So when I'm tired at night, I'll just put the audio on and follow along. And then, um, but actually I actually laid out the, it's like a thousand pages. I think it would take me until past Easter just to finish it. If I were to read 20 pages a day, which even then seems like a lot. I don't think I'm going to finish it. I'm just, I'm not being a naysayer. I'm I think I'm also oh, what I, then I did is I went and I listened to, which is so fantastic. You can go listen to people's view or take on different authors and their books. So it allows me so much more insight and capability to understand it. Cause it really is beyond my reading level or my reading interest, I should say. And there's so much history and politics and spirituality and I don't know. there's so much around this book that I had no idea about until I started listening to really smart people. and then I thought, well, I'm really smart if I finish this book.
1: <laughs> I don't know. That's a hard lift no, uh, that's good i I actually thought that it was something like the inspiring source was the the desire you've had and have like prompted into the house to. Be on screens less. That it's you know it has a, a, a real negative effect um, on on lives and it leads to so much waste. So instead, read books, and read books that are worth reading. And when I saw you reading, it inspired me. And so I have, in in just the last handful of days, spent almost no time on my phone on. Things that I would have spent time on previously, you know, listening to, watching chess on video or, or news reports or things like that. I'm doing it still a little bit, but now what I'm doing as a default is I'm going back to Lord of the Rings. Is what I'm reading, and I felt drawn to that book because it ha- it's a wonderful way to begin a year. To begin with uh, the Lord of the Rings because it's all about beginning a journey that is a mission and it's an adventure and it comes from the outside and it breaks into your life and it radically asks of you things that are way beyond what you would have imagined. And it opens you to mysteries and, and uh, a sense of amazement at the, what it is you're being brought into.
0: Great. Now I'm going to read that book. I'm talking, I'm going to drop the other book.
1: You should. (laughs) Have you ever read Lord of the Rings? Yes. I have. Okay. Yeah. But it's
0: funny is I bet that's the kind of book where if you read it when you're 18 and then you're 28 and then you're a mom of many and they're all leaving the home, it has a different feel to it and a different uh, way of seeing or reflecting on what's being said. So it's the kind of book you can read in different seasons of life and it
1: means different things. Does that Oh yeah, mean true for you? I mean, I've read it more than that number of times and I'm reading it again and it's, I, I know what's going to happen, but there are lines there that are rich in meaning. Uh, Like for instance, in in the first volume, The Fellowship of the Ring, I'm really amazed at the number of passages that have to do with discernment, the sensitivity that a character has to the presence of evil, or an interior uh, prompting to hold back rather than step forward, or a sense of being able to recognize that person is coming from darkness or there's something false about that person uh, or an interior must that I have to do this or see it through. And the it, it's like a diamond with many facets. Yes. And, and again, this isn't what J.R.R. Tolkien is writing about. He didn't set out to write a book about discernment, but through the actual – events these characters are facing, he brings out beautiful, profound insights that uh, are worthy. I I actually said, gosh, I should go back to the beginning of the book, mark all these passages, be typing them out, and could put together a book on discernment, just literally from quotes from the Lord of the Rings.
0: Now, why did you choose book two and not book one? No, I said
1: book one, didn't I?
0: Yeah, but right now you're reading book two. No,
1: I'm the two on the Towers. Fellowship of the Ring.
0: Oh, I thought you were reading the Two Towers. Is that? Is no, that...
1: yeah, the, the Two Towers is the second. Oh, I thought uh, that's second second what I volume. saw on the couch. I took them all out. I took all three <laughs> out, but I had the first one with me—the okay. Fellowship of the Ring. So, and and so one of the huge benefits that I think about for that, uh, for this action of reading, is that it is slowly uh, weaning me off of the uh, addictive pull of being on my screen.
0: Yeah. I do notice that too, for myself, mm-hmm. that there is a way in which slowly choosing a little bit less makes me stronger, gives me strength to choose a little bit more of what's good. Yeah.
1: Well, and, that, and that's a very typical thing. we right? breaking a bad habit and establishing a good habit. So, well, it, it, this is kind of a nice lead-in to uh, a year in review. We're we're talking right now about doing something differently in twenty twenty-four, and we have. But let's rewind a little bit and let's talk about twenty twenty-three. It was a a year of some pretty big happenings and some meaningful events, and uh, insights came out of it, and you know, uh, f- forging us in the fire in some ways too.
0: I think it's just good to sit down and take quiet time to think about ponder wonder about what happened in the past year and for me if I take some notes on it I can remember it and it's neat to go back and see what I wrote 5 years ago 8 years ago 2 years ago to remember what the word was for the year or scripture or to see or highlight some of the growth or some of the struggles because I think life seems to sometimes blur together and year after year seems to just go into one whole decade and it's hard to break apart all the gifting and all the gratitude we should have. Um, I mean, sometimes I can do it when I look at my phone photos and then I can see right now on phones, I don't know if you realize this, there's a prominent way in which the new coding of my phone now shows all sorts of different photos, um draws like it'll give me a slideshow and then it'll give me you know watch a slideshow on this person or here's all your photos of when you went hiking I don't I don't know if my phone automatically updates but now there's this whole new way in which photos pull me onto my phone or the kids will go on my phone and it does. They must have set that up because yes. I don't have any of that I think I need to turn off updates it's really fascinating because they can do like, I don't know if it's AI or what, but now it like will show me all the hikes we've been on on mother's day
1: oh yeah well i, I mean i've seen the idea of categorizing photos yes and that it, it's able to do that like
0: all your Christmases on right. christmas day but yeah, it's yeah. so like and then it, i want to go back and see 2017 2016 oh, okay and it pulls me right into phone like oh, no you're
1: oh, you be it's I a push suppose. and a pull you're pushing your way in and you're being pulled in oh no.
0: <laughs> so when i wake up in the morning there's a whole new Set of photos
1: really that like they want to open show. your phone, it's like right there. The, well, it must be the photo app, must be on or whatever it is. So,
0: yeah, I guess well, it's so, sorry. This is a distraction. Just to say it's really important <laughs> that I take time to reflect on the past year and not just, you know, kind of through prayer and through gratitude. And through, I know that you keep a journal, I'll keep a journal for uh, the year, whatever year I have, and then through podcasting or insights I get or scriptures I try to capture because I'll forget things, but it's just important to do that.
1: Well, and it takes a commitment and it, a commitment, meaning I'm going to set aside some space and some time and for busy people, that's not easy, especially if it's not a practice, a discipline that um, we typically do. So, and then you also need the tool, right? So a, a notebook of some sort, and and I know those things sound really easy, but- Paper and pen. A paper and a <laughs> pen and some time. Know where that know
0: where that notebook is. Do you now take notes on your phone?
1: I I will only do that when I'm like in a meeting and someone says I want to share something with you or whatever, and I'll I'll just open up my notes on my phone and do it. But no way, no. I have my journal, which also functions in my business meetings. I actually have the book. Um, when I have it faced one way, is my. Uh, my journal and then if I flip it upside down and so I start from the back it's business meeting stuff
0: well it's so convenient if I'm gathering coats or scriptures or lists to just screenshot stuff and stick it into notes and then you open and it's all right there so it's really hard to oh
1: yeah I go back I did and forth. well part of what we, when we when we review 2023 I did use notes in a, a pretty stunning way the past year uh, in the, from the early July to the middle of August. Mm-hmm. And that was when I did the water fast.
0: Stuff. Oh, that's right. You did so I used notes, and and notes and that,
1: that was huge. See me. how much
0: it, you could capture with yeah. your phone versus just handwriting everything out.
1: Right. I, I could, I could do so voice to, faster. I could do voice to text, which it's was huge and quick.
0: So much faster. It really yeah. changes journaling altogether. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't like to be on the phone, But as far as convenience and like speed and efficiency, it's by far better.
1: All right, Carrie, we're up against a break. When we come back, we'll take a a close look at 2023. Back in a minute with Sound Insight. Hi, this is Dr. Tom Curran, and you know me as the host of Sound Insight. I am also letting folks know that as a realtor licensed in the state of Washington and in Idaho, I love serving Catholic families and others who are discerning a move for yourselves. It's much more than buying or selling a home. It's discerning a whole new life. If that's something that you would find uh, a help in, if I could be of service to you, please be in touch. You can find out more at drtomcurran.com. Welcome back to the program. This is Tom Curran along with my wife, Carrie on a faith and family Friday. So Carrie, reflecting on our year, it's important to do that. You have your notebook in front of you. You've taken some notes. Where do you want to start with your reflecting back on the year 2023?
0: I think just uh, things that came to me. This is in no um, chronological order. Um, I really enjoyed the walking with purpose Bible study that we did with women here at the house or we rotated houses. Uh, And I went to a conference with my sisters. That was just a time of growth and um, spiritual formation. And it stretched me actually just to lead that and to be prepared and to serve the women in that way. So I guess even though inside like, oh, this is work and it's effort and it's, it's all of that stuff makes me feel like, uh, oh. but I always look back at it and I'm really glad that I did it. That's kind of like it is with a lot of things in my life. Whether it's like I go for a run, I complain and frustrated ahead of time but then after I've done it I'm really glad I did it or going to mass I'm like oh I should go to mass okay I'll just go and then afterwards I'm like, oh I'm so glad I went so I think just um trying to learn those resistances and how to walk through them or press into them and so this was one area where God went above and beyond just being able to go to the conference that was like all unexpected it happened after the fact so that was really cool um I really enjoyed the couples book club we did here. And again, just having then all the spouses that were wanting to come and sharing that, that was quick and was like six weeks long. I think it was a perfect amount of time. And I'm glad we did that. It felt easier because you let it. <laughs> I was really happy about that. Um, and another thing that I thought was a, a blessing and uh, challenged me was coaching the soccer team, the girls team. And Um, just all the emotions and effort and experience of what it is to lead girls and to lead a group in athletics and just very emotional, given that we were in the tournament and what (laughs) arises from other teams within me and how to deal with that spiritually and strategically. Um, I think one of the biggest things uh, like in life, in our home is that five of the kids left this summer. And that was a real radical shift in seeing our life. Like we're now on the other half of life and there's a sweetness about it. And then there's a sorrow regarding that. Uh, I have a few more, but I think those are a good
1: start. Yeah. Those are three big boulders right there. <laughs> well, the, I mean, the first one wasn't that big of a boulder, but um, yeah, you mentioned a couple of big things. I would Say for me, and and I'm going to come back around to especially the. Well, I can talk a little bit about coaching, but uh, I I want to start with my my dad dying. Yes. So my dad dying uh, on the feast of the guardian angels, the end of September, and it it wasn't so much about his death, but more about the final stage of his life, the couple of months that he lived. He had. He's he's someone that has had five you know many years more than five years but um, at least five years of of really significant health challenges and to watch him diminish uh, slowly and then recover and um, was was something and so it forged in me a uh, an, a, a clarity that we're made for heaven and that my dad having um, diminished health is something that points us to the wholeness and the fullness that we're made for, which comes from heaven. And it, it, it's a test of faith, but for me, it wasn't a big test of faith that my dad's dying and, oh, Lord, how can you do this? But Lord, please take him home. He's suffering so greatly. His diminishment is so hard. But I would say this, the biggest trial that was associated with it was walking with my siblings.
0: So did you learn a lot of lessons in that or was it more, there's a lot of healing that needs to happen or I hope what I'm building with my family and my children and my wife today is better or more aware of what can possibly happen in our future. I don't know, or maybe all three.
1: Gee, Carrie, the way you asked that question, that's a very interesting thing, the way you put that. Uh, well, now that you say it like that, I would say that, number one, I hope that my kids do a better job <laughs> taking, care around, taking care of my me at the time of my death and than, than we did with my dad. I would say that um, a trial that is associated with the death of a parent is a great revealer. It's a, it's a bit of a furnace, and so some of the ways in which we can uh, like maintain a certain degree of propriety in, in relationships and in conversations, all that stuff gets stripped, and what gets revealed are the deeper things. And whether that you talked about the wounds or the brokennesses that are part of someone's life or part of a relationship, Or I would even say, more importantly, the reality of your ultimate outlook on life. Do you really believe that life is preparation for death and that death is a door and we are meant to go through that door in order to enter the fullness of life? And so therefore, death is not a threat. We must not despair in the face of death, but we must... Uh, cling more fully to Jesus, who has conquered death through His resurrection, and through the church we come to experience that, and we ought to seek, first of all, most of all, and above all, the spiritual preparation for dying.
0: I think it made me feel like I wanted to be to grow in holiness, because I felt that it left your dad very vulnerable. And his, I think when you get to that point where you're dependent on everyone and you're no longer able to, I don't want to say hide, but things just can't be kept in, that your heart is shown. It reminds me of the scripture in Matthew where it says, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you that everyone will give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken for by your words, you will be acquitted and by your words, you'll be condemned. And it convicted me that in watching your father and your family go through this, where will I be? And I don't want to make it like self-reflective, but it really is reflective of what will I be portraying? you know, 20 years from now or 40 years from now, however long I'm living. You
1: keep pointing at me, like it's like when I'm dying, what are you gonna be portraying?
0: <laughs> no, I'm not worried about you. You'll be easy easy. We'll all sing heavenly songs. No, I'm more concerned about how at that as that end draws near, I think your one's heart is really laid open and there's a way in which the rawness of who they are shows up. Mm. And And then the siblings are all stronger and independent minded and they have their, and they carry forth their wounds. Again, it's so critically important when we say, forgive us our trespasses
1: as, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Yeah. I just
0: think there has to be in my own heart and the hearts of the believers to spend time really forgiving because that also means forgetting or diminishing the impact that, that others have on you. And so you're, like when I speak out of my wounds, or I speak to you in a way that's not kind, it's from a history, and that's where the Holy Spirit really needs to. We need we need to allow the Holy Spirit in Jesus to come in and, and love in love and heal, purify the memory. Oh, okay. Well, that has to happen because you can see this history of your father, your family, the dynamics comes to a head in a in a very like in the last few months. And it can be glorious and, and beautiful and joyful, or it can be just hard and um and there are glorious parts of your dad's death. I don't want to say it wasn't like that, but it watching it was painful. It was hard. And it just made me think a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And I wanna that's what I want for as I grow forth, go forth in my life.
1: Good, I guess. So I uh, I was reflecting on a conversation I had with someone about faith and it it was like the difference between my life and the life of someone who is really struggling and is really broken and is really struggling to be like, have healthy relationships and a healthy sense of living life. Well, like in, in, in terms of like the vision of faith we have, The difference between that person and me is God's mercy, right? That it's really because of God's incredible mercy that has rescued me. He has rescued me from my faults and failures, my sins and brokennesses, but maybe even more that he has preserved me and preserved us and preserved our family from falling into brokenness and darkness and and the sufferings and trials, that it is nothing to do with anything that we've merited, earned, or deserved.
0: So much truth in that.
1: So that that was just a a reflection that I had. And it made me say, it would be easy to get upset with um, someone who is coming at me with a lot of brokenness and toxicity, but instead say, they need to pray for that person because the difference between us is God's mercy. It's God's mercy. And let me just stop there. Like, let me not try to tease it out and say, well, you know, that person made their decisions and and all those sorts of things. No, no, no. Just keep it on God's mercy, right? It's like, uh, I, I wish God could give us insight into near misses, Right, yeah, Yeah, all the near misses that we have in our lives, because oh, we took the turn that way instead of that way. For sure. Oh, because we were driving this speed instead of that speed. Oh, because we left the house five minutes later. Uh, All the near misses that, and I I mean even just things like accidents, right? That it's it's our guardian angels and God's mercy. So what else from
0: twenty twenty three?
1: I would say. The, the, the interview I did with, um,
0: let me guess Ralph Martin. No. Um, wait, it was that one guy about history.
1: No, no, no. Darn. It was, um, what's his first name? Case. Brendan case. Brendan, Brendan. Yeah. Oh, the water fast. The water fast. Yeah. Yes. Th- that water fast that ended up being 21 days was life-changing. Um, but I've changed back. But it it revealed things to me that I'd never known before. I took those notes on my phone, and it made me understand fasting, the spiritual life, prayer, penance, radically, in a radically new way.
0: Do you feel like there's like as you move forward, there's more opportunity for that to have to have that happen? Would you again? like there to
1: be more opportunities? Well, for that?
0: I love that you were growing in faith and holiness and. Health, I—I I mean, I did the just the three-day fast with you, with just water, and that was life-changing for me. It really made me also realize how our culture is—we're very, um, things are very easy, yep, and comfortable, yes. Just at a simple level, but I mean, there's so much more than that. But at that simple level, it's like, okay, we definitely need to. It was really cool. I was subbing at um, the Chesterton High School, and I brought candy just to, yeah, I don't know, be the, the little, here, some candy, good answer.
1: The fun sub. <laughs> the
0: fun substitute. And the, the uh, seniors said, oh, I'm doing Fiat 90. I go, oh, that's cool. And then I gave it to someone else and tried to give it to someone else. And, oh no, we're all doing Fiat 90, the whole senior class. And then a few of the boys, while I was passing out candy, they all decided to join the other boys that are doing Exodus 90. So it's, the female counterpart, I guess, to Exodus 90, but they all gave up sugar and then they started sharing all the things they were doing.
1: So th- there's, <laughs> folks, like that's the big challenge that you get at the Chesterton Academy of Notre Dame in Spokane is that seniors in high school are saying no to candy. Well, it wasn't Because just they're <laughs> doing Exodus 90 and Fiat 90. I, I'm just smiling. Really I'm smiling because is it that? Uh, when you think about what you want to have show up in your high schoolers, oh, my goodness. That a, is beautiful. They have
0: a very uh, special senior class. Yeah? Yes. But just being with them for the few hours I was there. Very, very uh, neat group of kids.
1: They have a really neat girls basketball team. <laughs> okay. That's been another gift in my life.
0: Oh, yeah. You're a coach for, uh, well, I you coached coach. last year too,
1: but. Say a prayer and- for our tonight's game, everybody. We got a very important game tonight. Back on track. Back, Back on track. track. But no, that that was being the coach for the for the girls' varsity basketball team at the Chesterton Academy,
0: and for junior high last year.
1: Yeah, I was junior high last year for the last two years at the Oaks. Okay. Uh, so it was so fundamentally different because it's high school kids versus junior high. Though most of the kids are ninth graders, so and a couple eighth graders. So it's not like I'm that far removed from the age
0: I think your competition's a lot different
1: competition is different and the, and the level of commitment
0: oh yes it's so
1: much greater because the of the driving to the gyms and the number of practices and the
0: driving to the games the driving
1: to the games yeah. right so all of that and was, watching
0: film since you can watch I that. had
1: to watch film but it also it made me elevate my game to realize that as a coach I have a a mission I have a stewardship to be able to Uh, impact these young ladies around um, a vision of life and more than just help them become better basketball players. So to be able to do both of those things was was sort of the, the task that I had. So
0: how about your, uh, real estate? Is that the same this year or have you changed in that?
1: Well, thank you for asking me, dear. I'd love to talk about that. I, I actually do have, uh, but that's, that's kind of worthy of launching into the next section. So we're up against a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation reflecting on last year and looking forward into 2024. Welcome back to the program. This is Dr. Tom Curran, and I'm with my wife, Carrie. If you want to listen to this program afterwards, you can go to the Dr. Tom Curran podcast. And that's a great opportunity for you to share it with others, listen to it again, and hopefully be blessed. You can find that on Apple Podcasts and other sources, or just go to mycatholicfaith.org. So, Carrie, the uh, concept of real estate, uh, folks that have been listening to the program realize that Uh, It's now two years ago that I made the decision to uh, set aside my coaching of CEOs and executives and executive teams and instead focus on not business owners, but homeowners and helping them with, uh, let's call it family flourishing, um, where families have to make a decision to move, not just in the ordinary circumstances of life, but because of their desire to have their kids flourish. And so in the last year, I reached a an inflection point, a point where I needed to get clearer about how real estate was going to fit within the concept of mission, right? I just described it in a missionary way, but there was a sense that it would be very difficult for me to make a living in this environment of real estate, simply serving families who were moving for missionary reason for mission purposes. And so I had uh, developed a niche in luxury real estate as well. And what has happened in the last four months, six months is that I've been praying to the Lord very intently and asking him to show me how I can fulfill my call to go forth on mission without um, within the realm of real estate. And so not having to look at real estate kind of like St. Paul in tent making, right? He wasn't making tents for Christians, you know? <laughs> he wasn't selling tents at the back of the church, right? He was making tents so that he could sell them and support his work as an apostle.
0: they were more separate.
1: They were more just, dis- yeah, separate, not just distinct. And so I put it before the Lord. I'm like, Lord, I want to spend my best life energy, my best gifting on uh, on things that are related to you and your kingdom. And if that can be real estate, show me how. Make it happen, Lord, because I am trying to figure this out, and and it feels like they have to be more separate rather than distinct. And so I can distinguish them now, and and it it feels like, it it really does feel like the Lord is opening a door for me to be able to serve like-minded individuals, Uh, people of faith who come to me and say, help me discern, my next step regarding my home. So I, um, all the people that I'm serving right now, with the exception of one, uh, buyers and sellers, are people of faith. And these are people that I'm integrating prayer with and can bring up the language of you have to come to peace and is the Lord gonna open a door here? And let's not force it, God has timing for these things. Right, to be able to naturally talk like that, in the midst of doing a work with excellence and professionalism. Right, there, there's a lot of um, technical and uh, challenging and very strategic aspects to helping someone buy or sell a house. So I want to have all of those things dialed in, but at the same time to be able to incorporate the perspective of faith is it's a huge blessing. That is, sounds great, Tom. Yeah and i followed my pro- prompting to go have lunch with somebody and it it is going to hopefully lead to 2024 me talking about uh, a whole new venture to even more fully serve people of faith who are striving to move buying and selling homes well so.
0: you and you really do bring clear language you really are able to name people's experiences struggles Woes, fears, anxieties in a way that I haven't heard anybody else. Not that I'm listening to a ton of people, but I still feel like there's a migration or a move of people to different parts of the country. There's still this sense of will things ever calm down? Will we be unified? And more and more, I think people realize if I'm in this space that is conflictual, it's not changing, it's getting slowly worse in some ways. Um, and so there is that continued pressing in on where are you going to live? Where are you going to grow your family? Where are you going to raise your grandkids kind of thing? So it is a beautiful, there is a a wonderful space for you to fill or a cult for you to fill and step in and help people name that and move in those directions. So,
1: right. Well, and it's just saying where you live matters, where you live impacts. The environment your kids are growing up in, the air they're breathing, the, the atmosphere friends they're have. breathing. The friends you have, the friends the things we you're have. involved with. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the schools our kids are at. Exactly. Yeah. It's just incredibly different when yep. you have. And people yeah. don't get it until they get it. Right. Yeah. So, um, so that for me, that's a big deal that I'm looking at in 2024.
0: Uh, 2023, we went on our first family week long trip. Usually our trips were just four days. And unless we went to Boston, uh, so that was really fun. We just went away for a whole full week and the kids enjoyed that so much. They hope to do that every year, but that, well, was, and that uh,
1: that's, that's the gift that that is one of the gifts that you bring to the family is creating family memories through an event that requires a lot of time and attention to design it. So it's not just, Oh, we got a place to stay. No, you had to map out on this day, we're doing this on this day, we're doing this. And you did that for all of the days. That was impressive. It
0: was great. Also, I think our kids worked for uh, your business more than they ever have. That was a big change this year to get them involved. And this summer, I don't know if the jobs were just, we did not seek them out stronger, but you had plenty of work for them to do. So that was really good for them to work alongside each other and make investments in time and energy into things that you value and that we've put our money into. So
1: Yeah. Well, that, to- and and you know what, both of those things, like the idea of a job and, and working alongside me and did they work a lot? I think that some of it was connected to that vacation, but some of it was connected to the unexpected gift that wasn't necessarily seen as a gift immediately of sending uh, our would have been senior and junior in high school off to college early. And folks that listen to the program have heard me talk about that quite a bit and even had a chance to hear John Mark on an interview.
0: Yeah, which has been great having them home. I don't know if I said that. It's been wonderful. Today they helped me. Um, It was great. We set up a whole new office and got some things ordered for this new year and what I feel God calling me to do. So that was great help.
1: Yeah, you're talking about our college kids head back tomorrow. They head back to school. Uh, three of the four, one's already already headed out, uh, Ariana. So the other three go off tomorrow. And, and
0: I'm making them, because I'm that kind of mom, making them go on the March for Life in Washington, D.C. I said, you have to go. You have to do this. We will pay your way. And then, But then you need to come and do a Zoom with Dad and share about it on the radio. But they, it's like a bucket list item. If you've never been to the March for Life, in Washington, DC, it is life-changing. And I just hope that they can experience the power of that with, you know, 500,000 or how many people are going to the March this year. And I said, look, it's going to be 50 degrees and sunny. It is never that warm. It's usually freezing. (laughs) So you have to take that bus ride. They basically load the kids in the bus at night. They drive all night. They arrive in the morning at the Basilica, they do prayer or mass, they do the march, they get back in the bus, and they drive home. So it's like a 24-hour trip. So it's not fun and games, but actually in the bus, you could have a great time. Um, so I'm really hoping they'll be blessed by that.
1: Yeah, it much it has much more of a pilgrimage feel to it. Yes. I also think it's it's super practical because you don't have to figure out where they're gonna be at night. They you do have to worry about the, the meals, <laughs> right? It's just you're all in for one long day and I, I, I agree the idea of having a, like a, uh, a big, like the, the, the event could have such a big impact on their lives. So um, anyways, uh, anything else, Carrie, about last year uh, or this even it, what's coming up right now?
0: Ate out less, a lot less going out to eat. So that was a gift.
1: Uh, well, huge, right? The, I think the economy made us much more sensitized to our budget and um, where's money going? and um restaurants just seem to get even i don't know basic restaurants just seem to get so much more expensive it is continuing to go up yeah so all right well carrie we're up against a break when we come back um we will uh, talk a little bit more about what's going to be happening right now and going into the future all right back in a minute Welcome back to the program. All right, Carrie, 2024. One of our family practices, and this goes back now almost 20 years, is seeking a word from the Lord for the year. And occasionally it also means seeking a patron saint for the year. Well, we did it again. Uh, Do you want to talk a little bit about what you did last year or just move right into this year?
0: Uh, You know, previous years have been like healing, restoration. Behold the Lamb of God. That was a phrase I had one year. Um, One of the words I had is I wrote this breakthrough was a word I had this past year was awake or awaken, which I thought was great because I had to get up and take Annalise to school. So it all worked out. (laughs) But there was an awakening in my own heart and mind around other things, too. So that was really great to see um, just eyes opened to more insight into my own self. Uh I and I also, you know, say whatever word God gives us or whatever phrase, He can speak beyond anything and into anything. And the Holy Spirit enlightens and He is the Word. The Word was with God, the Word was God, the Word is God. So he can take a word and light it on fire. So it's not like the secret word that this is the only word for you. It's just neat to see how personal God is when you receive that word or that scripture that it all of a sudden takes on a, it becomes alive.
1: life. What you just said that, that I want to pull out one strand. And that was you're known by God in a personal way. And that is a concept that's so hard for folks to wrap their minds around for many Catholics and Catholics. God knows me, loves me, sees me, has a plan for me this year. And a word can be used to crystallize that, to make that uh, uh, real. And so we've relied on the Jen Fulweiler word generator app, saint generator app. So good for her that she gravitated to that. I don't know some of her choices of words and saints, I question, (laughs) but- you know, maybe that's the Lord. It's maybe not Jennifer, but it's the, it's the Lord. And so we did this. It was, what was the day we did it? Was it on the first? It was on New Year's. On New Year's Day. Had everybody in the living room. And it was, you You were the one who did it. we were having like a family meeting and maybe family prayer. And you said, let's go, word for the year and saint for the year. And so we uh, said a prayer. And then it was, you said an individual prayer for each of them before you who who was actually hitting the ariana ariana was okay so it came up with a word and uh, a saint yeah
0: also. and we and it's tempting for some of the kids to want to hit the button in case they don't like their word but or their saint. yeah we hung strong a poor poor mary catherine her word was fall yeah and so we started teasing her about that and of course she fell into what oh, was me but we were teasing her like you're gonna fall in love or the fall is going to be this time of refreshment. Autumn. Or <laughs> we we tried to um lift that word Redeem up. Redeem it. Yes. Yep. Anyhow.
1: Well, Annalise, she was the first one on the list here. Was her word was move and her saint was Saint Henry the second. What's
0: what why don't you just mentioned some of the words.
1: Oh yeah, the words. Uh, Mary Catherine was fall. Liliana was grow. I don't even think you have to say uh that, John Mark embrace. Oh, other words were ready. A f- and then Uh, in addition to ready integrity. That was my word. And then remember, strength, delegate, enrich, and fiat. So you can see how these words are all
0: so different. And some of them would have more spiritual meaning than others. But like I said, God can teach us through all of these. My word for the year is strength. And I really embrace that word. I'm excited and hopeful with that word. And I felt strong. Felt stronger getting the word
1: strength versus fall. <laughs> um, how about your word, Tom? Mine was integrity, and I completely disagreed with that word. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I, I'm still growing into that word. It does. It has a degree of like resonance in my life, but I don't. I, I think what happened last year was I lost sight of my word. I don't even remember what it was. I don't either. Yeah. And I could probably go dig it up, but last year was a year where that word from the Lord floated away from me. And that that'll happen occasionally in some years, other years, it's a very prominent thing. So I have, I've got to recover that I can see how integrity could be connected to, for instance, the, the, the reading I'm doing, and that's helping me and maybe to fasting and that's going to help me. And, so you know, even having this office cleaned, right, and in 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 order, right. So there, I I I'm guessing there there are different potential meanings to it. Um, but I'm still trying to figure that out.
0: There's this uh, gal I follow, and she does the Power of One, and every year she does a different habit, or she tries something new. And you know how the New Year is a time to start fresh, and it there's a sense of a uh, clean cleansing or newness or fresh start. And so she was highly recommending, Hey, if you just start new in one thing every year and you add to it, there's this power. And so some of the things that people recommended was, okay, now I'm going to walk every day, or I'm not going to eat after dinner, or I'm going to read the Bible in a year or eat tons of vegetables or start flossing, eating, taking vitamins, um, do a skin routine, pray 10 Hail Marys every day versus the grocery. So
1: I was the skin routine. That was me. Yeah. Was that the
0: skin routine? Skin routine. That was
1: definitely me. Yeah.
0: Month make a monthly confession and a habit. Oh wow. That you actually and I think that's great. If you know, she some of these things that she had were more healthy eating or taking care of your body physically versus you could also do like she did the Bible in the year, you could add a spiritual one. I think that'd be more helpful. Um I really want this year to drink more water. I know that sounds so simple, Hmm. but I've really gotten in the bad habit. And it's not actually a bad habit of drinking seltzer waters. And all of our kids have water bottles and these new Stanley water bottles everywhere. Um, But if you can get a water bottle with a straw, I find that I'm a lot quicker to drink that if it's the straw sticking out versus have to pick up the whole bottle and, I know I'm very, wow. That's pretty
1: detailed. (laughs) Know yourself.
0: Well, I was talking with all the kids, but do you notice every morning they all fill up water bottles and go off to school? Yeah. Mary Catherine, Mary Grace, Ariana, the girl. I mean, they really, not the boys so much. Yeah. I don't notice the boys as much, but all our girls drink a ton of water and I never do. And I don't even know. I think the habit came from them seeing other people in their environment. It's like a cultural thing. Huh? is where it comes from cuz all the kids at school. I never really
1: thought about that.
0: Like why does everyone need to have a water bottle? Right. We're not in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> but they all drink a ton of water and actually been doing this and it actually is very refreshing and uh, I'm a lot more I don't know I just feel hydrated. It it's good. So that's going to be my new habit for the year.
1: Do you- we'll let that align with my water fast and we're, we're good to go. <laughs> Here and this is I find this kind of funny. I I think of two things like uh, for 2024, I really and truly want to do a a more extensive water fast, at least 21 days. I really do. And it's it it's for a couple of reasons. Number one was the fruits I experienced last year. Number two, it's this conviction that I'm gonna get to heaven, and I know heaven, you don't have regrets, but I'm gonna regret in purgatory that I didn't do a more extensive water fast that it, there's some, there's a, a a blessing that stands on the other side of this water fast. It's like a wall. I can't even imagine it. I, I can't access it. It's not going to come to me, but it, it stands on the other side of a very extensive fast.
0: I like that. that I think that's breakthrough. the Lord of the Rings kind of pressing Maybe, in on you. Yeah.
1: Let's go. It could be left to the right. Yeah. Which way will you go? Right. So I, I think that, and um, it, it just it feels like to me that the some of the advances that I feel called to in life would be uh, more accessible to me if I were able to do that as well. So, at a human level, at a spiritual level, at a mission accomplishment level, the concept of that is there. And and the funny thing is that it's kind of funny. I'm not praying for the Lord to break through and give me more money. I'm not praying for the Lord to break through and give me, um, you know, uh, a better car or more vacations. I'm praying for more rigorous penance. And I'm sincerely, passionately, like praying to God, please, why are you holding back on giving me a very difficult penance to do and a fast to do? And uh, and I don't know. I don't have an answer, but it's.
0: Do uh, you feel that's accompanied with grace? That,
1: that, that that's, breakthrough. It, you come to that. You, you bring me back to that um, so often.
0: Just has it's to It's a be. grace.
1: It's a grace. It's a grace. And I'm like, okay, but there has to also be some connection to me. I'm going to keep pestering the Lord I, until I he agree. gives me that I, grace. I agree.
0: We pester the Lord uh, like the lady with the scraps. The, the
1: important widow.
0: In also, I look at John, uh, John the Baptist, when he was preaching, and they proclaimed the excitement. weren't our hearts burning? weren't we just just hanging on to every word? That was this Jesus
1: and the risen Lord and the road to Emmaus. And but that's okay. also,
0: no, and also, John, when he's preaching,
1: right. they were waiting You're for right. the
0: baptism. There was this anticipation in the crowd. Yes, that something greater was going to happen.
1: And Herod was convicted too.
0: And I feel like that is a move of the Lord. Yep. And so I don't think that I want to quit just because, oh, God's not moving. So I'm just going to hang out and have my coffee and, and read my bro book, <laughs> the bros. <laughs>
1: I got my cup of coffee in front of me here. Thanks, Jerry. But I
0: also feel that um, with fellowship, with each other, we can encourage each other on and strive for the heights.
1: Yep. Amen. Well, Carrie, we, believe it or not, are up against the end of our program. I really appreciate you walking with me. And we share the way we do to be a blessing to you. And I hope that that's the case as you attempt to grow your family in faith. All right. God bless you. Have a great weekend. And uh, join me on Monday. On Monday, Father Nagel and Father Lewis will be with me, and we'll talk about some sound insight. God bless you. Have a great weekend.